0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? The Podfather, Nate, here from the Journey into Comics podcast, the flagship show of the Journey into Comics Network. I just want to make sure you guys know you can tune in every single Monday for a brand new episode of our show, where if it's comic book related, we've got you covered. The following podcast is a Journey into Comics Network production.
1: I'm a dude who likes brews. It's time for Brews with Dudes. Ah, juicy. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Brews with Dudes. I'm your host, Nick Maxson, sitting down here once again at the North End Pub, uh, joined once again by Casey. How are you doing, Casey?
2: Doing well. A little hot, but doing well.
1: Just a little bit hot. The the AC unit went out, so we're all sweating a little bit. Um, We're also down here with Neil from Matt Anthony Brewing. How are you doing? Uh, I'm living the dream and hope I never wake up. That's what's happening with me. Good. That's a good way to be looking at it. (laughs) Um, So we're doing another one of our tap takeovers down here tonight with Matt Anthony Brewing Company. Um, Neil was nice enough to come down and hang out with us for the evening. So um, before we let uh, Neil get into uh, all all the fun stuff that I'm sure he's going to
0: share with us, Let's start sipping on one of these beers. What are we going to start with? Uh, I'd like to start you off with the Summer Days Wheat. Uh, this is our favorite summer seasonal. All right. Uh, it's American Wheat Ale uh, with orange peel, coriander, and local honey uh, from Reckowig, which is a local honey farm uh, just south of Fort Wayne in Decatur. Mm. That's tasty.
1: Well, thank you. I get you. the honey. I get the thank honey. You. Yeah. It's got a nice... Uh,
0: as golden color helps yep. to finish it off, just a little bit drier, um, but not too uh, overly sweet uh, with that orange peel, and and yeah, just a nice citrusy, hypnotic brew. Yeah, yeah, I'm liking the can. It's got it's got a very summery vibe. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we have, we've been uh, having great success with this um, in uh, the Fort Wayne area. Uh, Summer Days cans can be found around um, the Fullinger Outdoor Theaters and uh, Embassy, which is our our local. Um, Local big theater that's been around for many years, as well as the Tin Caps uh, for minor league baseball. So yeah, we, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's been Bar-Berry a favorite.
2: locally carries them, carries them. I swear I was just at Barbary Liquors and they had them.
0: That's right, yeah, Barbary Liquors, so, uh, Village Bottle Shop, yep. Um, yep, and as well as uh, Draft here at uh, this fine establishment that we're at here today. Yes, yeah, so Market right. Pub. Yep, yeah.
1: <laughs> twelve IBUs, not bitter, not bitter at all, really. Uh, Five point four ABV. V. Mm-hmm I'm digging it. This is what we like to call crushable.
0: You could definitely, you could definitely just smash these on on a hot summer day. Yes, sir. Yep. No, that's that's why we. Um, so, Matt Anthony, most of our packages in 12 ounce uh, glass bottles. Uh, we find that that's what the four-way market is still going for these days. But in summer, we really crank out the uh, the aluminum cans just because um, up in our area, and I'm sure down here in Lafayette as well. If you got a lot of folks that are down on the rivers, going to the state and county parks. Uh, glass is not uh, a welcome uh, visitor for those places so you know aluminum is kind of a little bit more recyclable and Definitely. safer to, to go to those places so. so you guys have a
1: canning line and a
0: and a bottling line so actually we so we own our own bottling line uh, but we go through a mobile canning company uh, called I can out of Logan sport cool yeah so Luke is uh, he's been a, our local Indiana guy and he uh, brings the canning line to us which is really helpful That's um, awesome yeah. So what? Uh, how big is your guys' system that you brew on? So Man Anthony's been around since 1998. Um, so we are celebrating our 20th anniversary this year. Um, about the, the ninth uh, brewery to open up in the modern era uh, wow. in the state of Indiana. Yeah, it's, it's, and now I think there's we're up to about 150, something. Yes, it's, to like it's huge. It's yeah. huge now. So it's great. It's, it's great to see all these uh, great Indiana local guys, um, especially in the Fort Wayne area. We were the only game in town. Uh, since 1998 until about 2005, there are a few breweries that came and went, um, up until about 2013. And then we started having, um, like Summit City and Bird Boy and, uh, Trouble. Junk, Trouble and Junk Ditch and yeah, all sorts of, uh, and there you go, Trouble Hat, uh, all sorts of, uh, great breweries that came to town. Um, and yeah, it's been, been great for the community and, and, uh, getting Fort Wayne, uh, more on the craft beer kick. Absolutely. Yeah we were just up
1: that way last weekend for summit cities was it three year four year yeah the Boozapalooza. palooza a Booza palooza yeah. yeah yeah
0: dave and will have been uh doing great work and yeah, we yeah. love collaborating with them on events around town so they got um, a super cool spot yeah i really like that spot yeah. the old uh bun taffy factory is yeah where they were set up so that's what we love about uh, the craft beer industry um i know i'm uh, on another tangent already oh, here, but we're all about uh, <laughs> tangents. We're all about tangents. But yeah, the, with the crab beer industry, it, it seems like you don't often get the uh, the fresh build out. You always have somebody that has taken over a space that uh, has been around for many years. Um, Matt oh, yeah. Anthony. So Matt Anthony was originally the Munchie Emporium uh, restaurant um, back in 1998, and we and before that, I think it was a pharmacy. It was like a furniture store. It had been several other uh concepts before that all the way back to the 20s when that building Mm -hmm. was first built so in 1998 uh and this is going to lead to how many barrels we do there we go um well we'll get back to the question um but the the uh so todd grantham and uh, blaine stuckey they actually rented out a space inside the munchie emporium restaurant where they started a seven barrel batch system um from that point they actually brewed beer inside somebody else's restaurant. When the restaurant went up for sale, they purchased the restaurant around them, um, and uh, it became Mad Anthony Brewing. Cool. So a couple years later, they started opening up a couple other brew pubs uh, around northeast Indiana. So we currently have locations in Auburn, uh, Warsaw, Angola, uh, and we have two uh, barbecue restaurants called Shigs and Pit Barbecue and Brew. Uh, yeah, so really award-winning barbecue, and and uh, Matt Anthony beer sold there as well. That's awesome. um, A production brewery was opened up a couple years after 1998 uh, to help um, make sure that we had enough beer for all these locations plus uh, statewide distribution. Uh, so we have a 15-barrel batch uh, system in the production brewery, and the 7-barrel, the original 7-barrel system, is still used today um, for uh, pilot batch if you will i mean it's, it's a big a, pilot it's batch. a big pilot batch <laughs> but for you know for four uh brew pub concepts plus two barbecue restaurants right you know if you do seven barrels 14 uh, half barrels goes very quickly amongst those restaurants and it's a great way for us to try new styles and to get great um customer feedback before we uh torture the rest of the state with what right, we're doing so yeah that's that's kind of how we we've been uh kind of doing it since uh since 1998, yeah. Awesome.
1: Very cool. Well, I've kind of been uh, sneaking ahead going on to the uh, Ruby Raspberry Wheat.
0: Ruby Raspberry Wheat, yes. So
1: wh- what do you got to
0: say about this? Uh, so this is uh, another uh, refreshing American wheat ale. Uh, this is brewed with pureed Oregon raspberries. Uh, and this actually won the gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival in Denver in 2013 uh, for best American, uh, best fruited American wheat. Yeah.
2: This was the one when we went to the Cavalier thing that kind of stood out. Like yeah. we were, went around sampling. Mm-hmm. We went to Matt Anthony, like third or fourth. But this was one of the beers that for sure at the end of the night I was like, "I'm ordering that tomorrow." Yeah, it's really good. It's it's got a
1: a more full mouth feel than I would expect from something. Um, I want to say this tart.
0: Yeah, um, and and a lot of the taste profile from this is that. Um, You know, when it came to designing a uh, fruited wheat ale, I mean, we uh, uh, there's a lot of extract that goes around. But for us, it was keeping it um, the actual natural fruit flavor. Um, So trying not to to go. And so whenever I would, uh, you know, give this to folks like at festivals or um, at any tastings that we do, I have folks be like, "Eh, I'm not really a fan of raspberry. And I go, yes, I know. But try it out anyway, because this is an actual it tastes like an actual raspberry it's not going to be like uh robitussin or uh you know that overly uh cloyingly sweet flavor that that i think a lot of people are afraid of so um yeah it's it's been a a fan favorite it's a year round for us um up there uh, for our pubs um and especially with the brew pubs it's good to have you know something light something hoppy something dark something that has a little bit more of a fruit flavor to kind of uh win over the folks that you know, hey, I'm not a beer fan. That's cool. You like wines, you like things that are a little sweeter. Ruby Raspberry is a, a good entry level uh, beer, you know, yeah. for, for a lot of folks. One thing
2: I do like about your guys' beers, and we talked about this earlier, was the the flavor of it doesn't completely punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. It's got like a what I think a sensible taste of what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. You know, where it's not overly tart or in your face raspberry. You get a good nice taste to it. Plus, again, cool can. Oh yeah, Which always. <laughs> yeah, it always looks like,
1: matters. Looks like uh, like diamond raspberries mm-hmm. or root. Oh, damn it, damn there it. it. There I'm, it is. I'm I'm glad
0: he corrected there you. It <laughs> you didn't you didn't want to have to. I was like, I'll just uh, I'll just keep over here, we'll keep to let, myself. We'll just let that one go. You got you got to correct me. You got to um, correct me. No, yeah, the, the the um um a lot of our label designs. <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of our label designs um have been redone um. Starting in 2015, um, by uh, Tiffany uh, Tiffany Cox uh, at cool. the time, and uh, now with uh, Josh Vols, um, he's our marketing guru, our social media um, savant, as well as our graphic designer and president of Pretty Pictures. So, cool. Um, it's it was kind of funny when I started in 2015. A lot of our six pack designs were the same as they had always been since like 2000. Yeah. Um, so after a while i think it was like interesting you know you see all these labels and packaging that are um as the market got more and more saturated everything's more colorful and bright and it's um, got to stick out on that shelf yeah and and definitely we were uh, a little bit behind the times at that point but uh since then it has really made a, a world of difference and and uh yeah josh has been um been doing some really great work for us he's um, definitely killing it yeah it's yep. funny but it matters it, yep. you don't
2: really think about it, but 100 matters and it was You know, I was just at the liquor store yesterday, and the summer days caught me. I was kind of just proving through, what what do you guys got? What do you guys got? Yeah. And then that was one of the cans that I instantly, before I even read it, thought, you know, that's a pretty cool-looking can. But Mm -hmm. anymore, it's, you know, we talked about this, too, the sticker thing. It's almost like a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. Stickers matter. What the can looks like matters. It's part of the craft
0: game. Yeah. I, I know the brewers you know would always want to say hey it doesn't matter you know just because the bottle's pretty doesn't make uh, the beer taste any better but you know and folks you know eat and drink with their eyes first and and uh, yeah we we get it so it's it's been uh yeah it's been a fun process to especially with any new beer that takes off for us you know it's like okay like You know, what goes into a name, researching it on untapped beer advocate uh, trademarks and everything like that, you know, to to make sure that we're uh, not stepping on anyone to anyone's toes regionally uh, Mm -hmm. or locally. And uh, yeah, and then just coming up with a cool name and and uh, label, which at this point, there's no more names left. I'm just going to go out there and say (laughs) that there's
2: not been a conversation that I have not been a
0: part of on Brews with Dudes doing this podcast
2: that we have not talked about that. The <laughs> infringement, the oh, yeah. some of the names, some of the things people are getting away with and just yeah. the fine line that it is, but like you said, anymore it's all taken on some level. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: Yep, I, I, we were joking, a I, I, couple times that at this point we just need to start going with gibberish. I mean, just schmoobly Dong will be the n- our next IPA. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah. But you know what? It's been taken now because sure. we uh-huh. it. <laughs> and said. By it. the Someone's time, yeah, right but, now, brewing it in <laughs> the basement. I hope <laughs> somebody, uh, whoever is brewing schmoobly Dong IPA, congratulations. Yeah, um, you're winning. Um, you're th- That one's free. Uh, go ahead. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Um, so it looks like we've, we've hopped on. We've hopped, hopped on to the Hop Loco. Hop on to the Hop Loco, yes, sir. And my uh, boy, my the Lucha dude.
2: On the, again, another cool <laughs> bottle. Got my crazy Lucha Libre out there.
1: Yeah, seriously, it's mm-hmm. a uh, it's a multi sensory experience. It's not just taste and uh, taste and smell. It's, yep you know, it's, it's what you see too. So, so, what do you got to say about this about this Hop Loco Luchador? Uh, at-
0: so Hop Loco, uh, as as a you see from the bottle, uh, radio audience, uh, podcast audience, you can see. Uh, this, I'm just kidding. You, you're only listening, but I will describe it in full detail.
1: Close your eyes. Close your and eyes. Go on a trip with
0: us. Uh, you smell, uh, the waft of five different American hops, a hundred glass whoop and IBUs, uh, and the face of an angry yet, uh, slightly aroused luchador. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's that, but, um, but yeah, it's, he's, uh, he looks very, uh, confused, uh, and excited about, um, being such a, a bitter fellow. Uh, but yeah, this has been our uh, our Imperial IPA. Uh, clocks in at uh, 8% alcohol by volume. Um, 100 IBUs, 5 American hops. This actually won the silver medal at the Indiana Brewers Cup last year awesome. uh, in the Imperial IPA category, um, which was kind of crazy. So uh, last year was a really great year for Matt Anthony. We won <clears throat> a, a beer that we're not tasting here tonight, but the Auburn Lager. Uh, won gold uh, for the second time in the past three years at the Great American Beer Festival uh, for Best American Lager in the Nation right now for the next 15 minutes. Um, Auburn Lager has been won in 2015 and 2017. Uh, And then at the Indiana Brewers' Cup, we took home gold for Mosaic Moon, our double IPA, uh, silver for Hop Loco, uh, silver for six to midnight session IPA, uh, and a silver medal for our honey cream ale um, mm, yeah so that sounds good a lot of like, we were very excited to take home four medals uh, from our state um, our state competition as well as just uh, one national one so it's, it was a great year uh, in 2017 so we're hoping to continue on and it's about almost time to sign up for a Brewers Cup again. Yeah. So yeah. Is that
2: now the honey cream, I didn't see that on my list. Is that something you have to get at one of the breweries, or?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, just kind of a, a draft uh, fav- favorite at uh, up in Fort Wayne for now, but. Because I was um, like,
2: I for sure would have ordered that. would like, oh, <laughs> have oh, yeah. Gotten ordered.
0: Oh for sure. It is. It is really good. Um, we are I mean, like so for when it comes to like Brewers Cup. Um, when it comes to the national competitions, we just usually put in you know about four to five uh different entries for the brewer's cup the state fair you know we can enter up to 15 different uh um beers so we're trying they're being judged by bjcp guidelines um by style protocols and so we want to if we have something that's really great that we think is like hey this might have a shot you know we think that you know it falls within the range of abv and ibus and uh it has the the correct srm the correct color Of what that beer style should be um then you know hey we're gonna enter it in so yeah sometimes we do have um one-offs at our pub that will uh yeah and actually hop loco was uh, a one-off but after it won the silver medal we just decided to uh, yeah, and uh you know kind of put it in package and get a, a little draft showing you know out across the state so so, yeah, so Hop Loco has been um, been, a, been a fan favorite uh, for a little while up in Fort Wayne. So that was sort of what led us to that decision to um, get us back into, um, you know, giving it a, a bottle, giving it a home uh, on the shelf, as well as a, a nice draft feature. So um, you will see Hop Loco around the state of Indiana uh, through Cavalier Distribution, wherever they go. So, awesome. Yeah. For being 8% double IPA, it's
2: pretty freshable. It, yeah,
1: it's easy to go down. I could I could drink a couple of those and yeah, be all I mean, right.
2: Totally wrong if I had to guess on that. <laughs> so is, yeah, is there is that one of your better stories as far as a beer that wasn't like a feature or main one that you guys distributed that just did so well at the uh, awards or got enough awards where you're like, all right, I think we should probably start selling this a, a little bit broader.
0: Well, I so probably our best um, story with that was um, actually a little beer um, that we so Matt Anthony had been like I said, it has been around for 20 years. And so we basically had only four different styles and bottles, um, through distribution and through our local market. We actually partnered with a local, um, box manufacturer, Kelly box, and they created something called the out of the box series. And it was sort of our way of experimenting with, um, since we own our own bottling line, we could get local labels. We could get this local six pack with like wind, like uh, windows in it. So that way we could, um, like change out these awesome like you know limited specialties and sell them at our pubs. That is awesome in our local uh, local area. So we had a, a beer that um, when we started it, it just it took off. It took off like uh, like crazy. Um, so much so that we continued to um, to promote it and and uh, kept working with it. And uh, it was called Hop at the time. Uh, and then since we're talking about all names have been taken before. Um, when we checked uh, back when it first came out, there was no trademark on it. Um, there was one trademark that had lapsed, so nobody had any rights to it, as far as we saw. Um, but you never really know with a beer, you know, if it's going to you know do well or if it's worth putting in the time to uh, trademark it. So, um, but it just it did so well that we uh, continued um, producing it, and then after a certain point, um, we did get a. Uh, a cease and desist from a uh, an Anheuser-Busch owned brewery. They had just snapped up this big regional brewery out of Arizona, uh, and had uh, sold. Uh, basically, they had purchased them and then uh, re-upped all their trademarks. So this was the one you guys previously talked about. Yeah, this was the one that was uh, called Hop Squatch, and so we were like, okay, like like maybe we'll call them up and you know because this is what happens is like if you accidentally step on somebody's toes in the in the brewing community typically you call them up and say hey we're sorry like didn't you know non-intentional it was the name of a barley wine out of a brewery in Arizona we don't get to Arizona as much as we'd like but you know that, that was sort of where we're like hey it's an honest mistake you know well if uh we tried to see if hey could we be sell the rest of it yeah and change the name, yeah the yeah i mean at first we were like can we buy it and they're like no you can't buy the trademark Are like okay um can we be this you know east of the mississippi and you be west. hopsquatch west of the mississippi no they weren't you know willing to draw lines so we're like all right fine so we um we changed it to mosaic moon um so it was really cool i mean we had all these um like podcasters and um beer bloggers that came out and and a lot of them were at first like, you know, they were all trying to figure out who was the one that sent the season to And it became this big story of like, you know, big Anheuser Bush, you know, like puts their thumb down on the little guy and we're like, shh, 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 don't stop, 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 stop. <laughs> no, no, you no, know, not like, that. We, not like we're that. way bigger
2: than you
0: think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and, and to to their credit, like they were, you know, very cordial. They were very nice. Like we, you know, we're just like, Hey, totally get it. We understand, like, you gotta protect your Trademark, um, and we just said, you know, can we have you know a certain period of time to sell through what we have and and uh, make this the switch, and so we did. We uh, changed it over to Mosaic Moon, um, which we, we don't have here today, but it is uh, available uh, uh, around uh, Village Bottle Shop, Barbary, uh, and available for draft uh, as well in the future. Um, but yeah, it's it was just a delicious double IPA uh, with all Mosaic hops. Uh, american mm. grain malt bill i mean just the the most simple simple beautiful recipe uh that you could have as far as a double ipa and it's it's done really well and so we entered it into the brewer's cup and, and uh well, yeah, well we'll see what happens and it won the gold it won the gold <laughs> medal and so of course like the very next day all the bloggers are like Matt anthony sticks middle finger and we're like stop it That's stop it we stop doing. it <laughs> yeah yeah just like sh- 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 quiet 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 like so yeah it was it was a, uh, it was, I mean, perfect for the rebranding. Um, you know, perfect timing for all that. Um, you know, this we we knew that we had something special and that it was uh, doing well for us. And you know, I mean, it's it's always a little bit of, I mean, gosh, I'm as I'm as just a lowly salesman. This is just what I've heard from other brewers, but brewing is ninety percent sanitation and ten percent artistry. I mean, it's just it's a lot of science but it's a lot it's a little bit of it is just
1: making sure everything's clean
0: yeah making sure it's all clean and then after that it's artistry and you know maybe point zero zero one percent of it is is luck you know i mean a lot of it is like hitting on you know just these great recipes that people really resonate with and if it has a brand name and a um an identity that that people can relate to um it really does help take that beer a lot farther than um you know, than uh, something with an old label from 1998, and uh, <laughs> so, you know, as, as we've been finding out, so yeah, it's really it's, hard to create like the
1: staple. You know, to create a beer that is, right. just, is just a go-to. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm I'm sure you're very very well aware, but like, I'm waiting for the beer that's going to knock Too Harded off the pedestal. Yeah, because I feel like Too hearted is like. You know, it took me, uh, it took me like two years to realize that it was 7%, you know, it was like, yeah. damn, this is, you know, I've just been crushing these and getting wasted and blacking out and yeah. I didn't realize it was, you know, such a, such a strong beer. Yeah.
0: So. I, th- I think that's what we see a lot of the local guys, um, you know, they, they see those big regional beers um, that are always like tearing through the marketplace. And so we're like, you know what, like, like, that's a good beer, but I want to do it my way. And, like, Hop Loco, I think, is a a response to, you know, famous, you know, regional double IPAs of of that ilk. And, you know, Summer Day's Wheat is a response to, you know, the same stuff that kind of tears through there. I'm not mentioning names at this point. It's just one of those things where, you know, it's like we're in that market. We're in that local territory. We want to brew something that's, you know, extremely fresh and coming straight to your door. Um, And, you know, we're again back to artistry it's like hey there's a lot of great things about those regional beers that you know obviously they you know they're very popular for a reason but you know there's our take on it that we're like hey we hope to hit that mark and and then some going Um, from a from a home brew for years and you know the way just the way that we
1: brewed to then getting the step up into you know the larger professional scale it's like there's so many tiny tiny factors like we made sure we got good water, mm-hmm. but but then you, you go and you talk, and you're like, well, water's not just it. It's not just the water you've got. You can add different—you can add gypsum. You can add sodium chloride. Like, you can change the water, mm. and the water is a huge deal, and you think it's just hops and grains. It's like, no, no, it's making sure everything's very, very clean. It's, right. You know.
0: It's very true.
1: Lots and lots of science, a little bit of art. Yeah. And like you said, lots of, lots of cleaning. Yeah. Like you were saying with that, that summer days, though, like I'm, I'm very, very impressed for it being a, a wheat beer. You know, a light wheat beer. It's not usually something I go for, but yeah. well, thank
0: you, thank that's, you.
2: That's delicious. Something. That, yeah, nice. we were supposed to pair that with the raspberry wheat, and then I drank all of my summer days. Well, it was so. hard not to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I literally drank it all, and then I was like, oh yeah, we were supposed to add in a yeah. mixture and. That's that's now not no. Speaking of, um, it was good. Of, of of mixing beers, I've already
1: kind of started slamming through this next beer, and I can't put my finger on it. What Oops.
0: what is this? Here? So this is uh, Matt Anthony's Cherry Tart. Cherry that's cherry what tart. It is. Yes. Holy sour. shit. Yeah. Really good. Dude. It's really really good. Yep. So this is our uh, kettle sour, um, just with with Matt Anthony Brewing because we have the production brewery. Uh, we do not have. Yeah. Um, we can occasionally, we have some space for, like, Britannomyces and, and uh, bread-based uh, sour projects, but they have to be in a very separate facility yeah. uh, to be kept uh, aside. Um, so the kettle sours are kind of our safe way, yeah. and uh, with the Fort Wayne community, um, trying to explore that uh, realm a little bit more. Yeah. They are uh, a balance of the uh, the sour and the uh, the sweet uh, with the um, Oregon cherries. So, same folks that provide us with our raspberry, um, awesome. our natural raspberries, they provide us with cherries as well. So it's been, been a, a fan favorite as well.
1: I've got, I've got two comments. Number one, it's got that, like, cherry pie taste. Like it's, mm. it's, it's a very real cherry. It's not like a mm-hmm. – it, it doesn't taste like an extract or, like, cherry flavored. It's like, no, this is – these are
2: cherries. Yes. Much like the raspberry wheat, that's what I think to do a good job of, of getting the yeah. natural – Flavor, not that weird syrup kind of flavor, yeah. or the over-the-top tart flavor, <laughs> but it's actually good natural flavor. Like my wife's favorite beers are sours. That <laughs> was
1: my, my next point. Was it? We always, every single time we've done one of these takeovers, we're all Casey and I are both are looking for these kind of the the fruitier, or the sweeter beers because on you know when you've got an obsession like this, you know you got to get the old lady involved. You know, sure, if she's not sure. down for it, she doesn't get it. Then, then you're in trouble. And so it's sours, and then you know, I guess this is technically is not a sour. What what, what is this technically?
0: I mean, it technically would be a, It is a kettle sour. So okay, yeah. Okay. So for okay. yeah, for us to, um, um, the boys will have the the base bill, uh, and they lower the pH down to about three point five. Wow. Um, yeah, before uh, adding in uh, the other uh, fruits and and uh and whatnot uh, so then then the fermentation process starts and uh, yeah that's that's kind of kind of where we we go from yeah. this
1: is not it's not uh like with i don't know what i'm trying to say because a lot of people are just like sours. they just taste sour they're sour but like a lot of them are they just hit your mouth and it's almost like a warhead where it's like right. super <laughs> tart and sour and this is not that way like, right it's very sweet but it doesn't make you, like, pucker.
0: Right. There, There is a limitation to a... When you see a kettle sour, kettle sours are, um, you know, they are uh, a little bit more affordable uh, to produce. They're uh, quicker to, to produce. Um, it is not, as we said, um, uh, sours that are made with um, uh, Bertanomyces or Lactobacillus or Pediococcus or any of these Ye- uh, they, special they, yeast they, strains. Yeah. yeah, that basically where you're controlling a, an infection, um uh, of sort i mean you know it's like uh when, yeah. when people say like well what do you mean like sour like what's that all about and i said well like you know blue cheese like it it's like blue cheese and that it's a controlled um you know infection and in to th- get that th- sort of tangy bad, taste it's all right right exactly yeah it's it's a controlled descent into madness and that and that's where where we're at but with uh with those um th- those yeast uh yeast uh, profiles so um but again those are usually kept in separate facilities and there's a lot of great indiana breweries that have like wood barrel aging programs that are doing amazing sours uh uplands programs sun king with the their cherry shot. cherry busey is delicious 18th street uh with their sour note uh, brewing out of northwest indiana um they have a they have wonderful sour production um and upland with their uh sour wild and funk fest that they do every year yeah. usually in the spring it's a great way to uh, to taste all these different beers and yeah. um, of, of the, uh, the the sour, the wild, and the funky. So yeah, have you noticed?
2: Have you noticed an uptick in the sour game? Like, because that's something that in the last recently and I've noticed is you know like I said, we've got the girls yeah. they like their sours. It wasn't necessarily my thing, and now because they're so into them, I've been drinking them more, and it's not. It's good to get females not just drinking mixed drinks or wine and stuff to get them involved in craft beer. Because it's beer. Mm -hmm. Because it's beer. It is beer. But I've noticed, like me personally, I've completely changed my attitude on it because there's so many good ones now. Is that something that you guys have noticed, more people getting into
0: liking sours? So I've noticed that... um that folks as a whole have actually really yeah have started really enjoying the sour game and um, at least in the Fort Wayne area I'm sure in Indianapolis like well was, I can't talk sours without talking Central State with Josh Hambright uh, and uh, and Jake I mean they've been doing uh, they're an all Brett based uh, brewery Wow um, really yeah and so they've been He's had that Oats I was this yep. week yes sir
1: yeah the Oatsplosion I could not I couldn't put my finger on it but you saying that makes sense taste of yeah. it. I, it, it was so weird i yeah. just could not put my finger on it because it wasn't yeah. a sour beer but it had that weird kick that if you're saying it was it was you know brett yeast that makes
0: that makes sense that, that's yeah they they do really wow. great work i mean um, i recently picked up a four pack of their mm-hmm. um what was it um josh if you listen to this forgive me i think it was the holster schlag uh, which was a hundred something like uh, it was uh, many, many pounds of Meyer lemons, and it was super delicious. And I, from what I was told, halsterschlag in German means like uh, punch to the throat or throat punch or something like that. <laughs> that but sounds it was good. Super, not... yeah, super delicious and and fresh and inviting, uh, you know, a lemon. Uh, beer, so it was really great. I love um, lemon, and yeah. they don't
1: put much lemon in beer. Yeah, it's but, always cherry and raspberry.
0: Right. So there, there are. So we have not noticed, um, I guess, a a demographic shift towards sours. But we, I, I think, over the past twenty years, talking with the owners, they said, you know, yeah, you used to be able to say like, well, the you know, the men folk like stouts and and hoppy things, and the women folk like X and Y and Z, but nowadays like it doesn't even matter i mean with no. with uh with girls uh girls pine out which is a great organization that we uh, we do collaborations on uh and with and the poor misfits and uh, a lot of these these local um, uh beer uh fan chapters um yeah i mean hell i know i know my uh my wife maureen i mean she'll <laughs> i there's a lot of like guys that we'll hang out with and they'll be like yeah that's a little too hoppy for me you know that hundred and um 175 ibu mm. thing that you brought out and maureen's just like nope give that here that's mine like you it. Can love it you know just the darker the better the hoppier the better like that's that's her palette that's her profile so um yeah it's i think it just it just depends from person to person and it, it is really cool um i think just as a whole as the craft beer community that yeah we're you see a lot of the the true beer geeks are um I, I saw this online and this cracked me up. You know, the old Blues Brothers uh, line, you know, we got two types of music here, country and Western. Uh, it's sort of in the crap beer community. It's like we got both types of beer, IPA and double IPA. Uh, and I think that a lot more folks are starting to branch out to, uh, you know, Belgians and, and, you know, Saison styles, as well as the sours of, of many different ilks and uh, smoked beers and, uh, a lot of these other uh, kind of interesting styles that we, we haven't touched on yet.
1: I've started comparing it recently to music. Because some people will say, like, uh, um, they don't like heavy metal. And you're like, well, you've probably heard of, like, Metallica. Like, oh, I guess I like some Metallica songs. Right. You know, there's just, you can, you can break it down if you really try. Like, if I say that I don't like rap or hip-hop, people are like, well, you need to listen to the different styles. So, you know, like a uh, good example, you're talking about IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently discovered through focusing and trying that I don't like West Coast IPAs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's like I like IPAs, I like double, double IPAs, I like Imperials, I like East Coast. Right. You know, you can break it down. So when someone says, I don't like beer, it's like, oh, man, just just hearing you say that means right. that you've just not given it enough of a shot, you know, so. Yeah.
2: We had that conversation earlier with the, I was that guy where... I had tried a couple IPAs, not really liked them.
1: I remember when you
2: didn't like IPAs. And it turns out I just didn't like the right those IPAs. Like yeah. once I started, you know, trying different beers and and also trying to actually understand what an IPA, because I think that's the other thing is is you're so ingrained in your thought process that you're not allowing your palate to taste it, and when you start actually trying it, you're like, I do like this style of beer. Yeah, but I like this kind of. You know, like the New England IPA, I love that. Even you know, as a, that.
1: even as someone who loves beer, has a fucking podcast about beer, brews beer. It, there's still certain things about it that I don't know. Like, like, um, like a, like a red ale. You know, it's like I don't know what makes a red ale a red ale. You know, so if I don't know that, I feel like I'll just say like ninety five percent you like a lot of people don't have any fucking clue like they just know well i don't like this kind of beer i don't like this kind of beer i don't like this kind of beer you Mm -hmm. know so it's hard to uh it's hard to determine exactly what kind of beer you like it's even but for me it's fun like Mm -hmm. like when i found out that i don't like west coast like i was excited instead of upset i was like that's exactly why I don't fucking like it because of the way, you know, that, exactly
2: how they fucking make it. Yeah. Well, that's why it goes out to just trying some beers. It yeah. was like you guys brought that thing up, that six pack, that was awesome. That the six different beers that you guys were running of local breweries. Yeah. I mean, just get out there and try some beers. Yeah. You know, like get out there, try brands, try different styles, all that. Because mm-hmm. you never know where you're going to try that beer where you're like, yeah. there
0: yeah. it is. Yeah. It's, it's all it about building the, the perspective. And, and I think, you know, like, Speaking of red ales, so like again, uh, Neil Davy, uh, merchant of mad brew, lowly salesman, not a brewer, but like red ales, I love red ales. But I, yeah, for the the consumer, for the the folks that are drinking it, a red ale can mean a lot of things. Is it more hoppy? Is it more malty? It's one of those like ambiguous styles that it can fall within the the uh, the guidelines of what a red, ale, you know, what that is. But you know, really, um, you know, I, I so I think it is interesting that that's why we do um like the state and national awards because you're trying to say hey like this is a great representation of this style there's a reason why you know certain things are loggers certain things are ales there's a reason why certain things are classified as stouts and certain things aren't um and of course there's a lot of blending of of styles you know where oh yeah where oh, yeah. folks are like hey this is a Belgian Brown IPA, like what does that even mean? Who knows? Like, give it a try. Make up your mind on it, but um just but, try it. Yeah, but if you try a hundred IPAs, you know, you'll be like, you know, just like you were saying, I like East Coast versus West Coast IPAs. I like uh, citrusy versus floral and piney hops, or uh, you know, well when it, you start actually figuring out what the hops are. Like that was right. egg, that was one like of the first big to- yeah.
1: That was one of the first big breakthroughs for me as a, as a beer drinker was the difference between citrusy mm. and piney. Yeah, you know, cuz you hear people say it. You know, they'd say like this tastes like a fucking
2: pine cone. I'm like, <laughs> yes it does. That's, that's right. what it, what they're going for. That's yeah. what it's, it is. Yeah, Some like,
0: people find that very, you know, very uh, appealing and but I mean, yeah, we uh, every year we get the Brewers Association reports for uh, the most popular um, uh, hop varieties and I think right now it's like Galaxy citra mosaic i mean basically it's like everything that's very citrusy and like orange peel and pineapple and and mm-hmm. all these great fruit flavors and then you know uh, you have your base hops like cascade and willamette um and chinook that you know they've been uh, staples of the brewing industry forever they're not going away anytime soon they're they're used for so many different style beers but when it comes to if you have something that's very hop forward folks are going to start looking for uh you know lemon drop and azaka and was, you know just all these great the great for styles you know, for me
2: when i started being able to look at a can and when i started mentioning what hops were in there and i can almost start identifying like oh i really like ones that have that i like that i'm not a fan of that hop like you start mm-hmm. being able to just read some of the ingredients and be like man this is either up my alley or it's not but it's taken time to actually try these different beers. Oh yeah. Go through them and realize what hops you do like, instead of being like, "Nah, it's an IPA, not my
1: thing." Yeah. It, it just takes that extra step of focus because probably the first three years of being a huge, huge beer fan and a you know beer maker, it was just a, I like this, and I know that I like this, and, and until you decide to go, well,
2: why do I like this?
1: No. Yeah. So. This
2: next beer, I'm excited for you to try because lately we've been talking the coffee game. Is
1: this the Porter Coffee Madness one? This
0: is uh, Jones and for Java. Ooh. Jonesland for Java mm-hmm. Porter. So this is our uh, collaboration with Old Crown Coffee Roasters out of Fort Wayne. Uh, they've been uh, kings of the coffee game for many, many years. Um, and they, uh, yeah, Mike at Old Crown is knows his coffee it's always cool whenever I talk to Mike at old crown, you know, I'm just like, Hey, how's it going, man? Like, how's the weather? What's new? And he's like, it's good. It's fine. And I'm like, awesome. Hey, what do you, you know, I've had that, uh, Rw- that Rwandan roast, uh, coffee that you made the other day. And he's like, I've got a two hour story about that, that you need to hear right now. And I just, I learned something from him every, every time we talk uh, about coffee and how, you know, the regions and, and everything about it. But he, uh, he roasted this specifically for this collab that's cool. So you can pick up a, a pound uh, or two of Jones and for Java uh, roasted coffee. Uh, and uh, we go over and, and uh, we try to help them uh, roast the coffee. They know what they're doing. We just drink coffee while right. they work. Right. And uh, then, uh, yeah, they come over and help us brew the beer. They drink the beer while we do all the work. Right. So, just, yeah. You, everyone just likes to feel involved. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's – it's uh, yeah, but it's one of our favorites, um, 25 pounds of – uh, this coffee is cold pressed into the batch into a thirty barrel batch, um, Damn. So, so yeah, it's it's uh, yeah super, um, just full bodied, full flavor, um, wonderful notes of vanilla, spice, and uh, it yeah, smells, dark fruits. Oh, yeah, it smells yeah,
2: it's awesome. so good.
0: All right, I'm gonna one dive the, in. One
2: of the things too that I like about you guys' as a and you brought up with summer days is I love hearing when people take like. You know Fort Wayne Farm and implement that in your beer, or mm-hmm. take a Fort Wayne staple from a coffee standpoint and implement it, that in your beer. I yep. think it's cool when you hear stories about people using other local businesses to help their brewery and brew a beer. Absolutely. Yeah. I know
1: taste specific. they get from uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to mess it up, Sugar Creek? Yeah, Sugar mm-hmm. Creek Malt. They get a lot of their malts from there, they get a lot of their hops locally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people's have some weird collaboration with purdue university that's right know, yeah make you know they, they've they done like like huge hop programs you know where yeah. they're you know like specifically trying you know yeah to, to really get down to the nitty-gritty with it i think they've made beers for they just did the what was the boiler maker? Was yeah it, is that what they called it mm-hmm. of course that's what
2: boiler they gold it.
0: boiler mm. gold and that's there what it go. was there you go yeah that's that's what it's all about i mean as uh indiana brewery we're trying to uh brew beer for uh the locals that support us every day and and yeah so we every time we come to lafayette we always love uh, hanging out with greg at lbc uh chris at peoples um i have not been to taste river yet i'm ashamed to say but i'm hoping you to uh, make a visit here next time we're in town and uh yeah, as well as uh, Brokerage. I haven't been to those guys yet. Those guys are really awesome. I've not been over there in probably a month or two,
1: but mm-hmm. um, you probably already know this. That their brewer was that Evil Check. Okay, all right. So he brewed, yeah. it, he brewed at Evil Check for a while. He's a super cool guy. He's yeah. a metalhead, Corey. So, nice. All right. um, yeah. Um, who, there's so many good ones around here. There's the yeah. Crasian, which is Brookston, but that's only mm. 15 miles from yep. here. Yep. Um, it's
2: all about backstep. Backstep and Crawfordville, which is another one of the cool building thing. It's an old firehouse. It's yeah, such a cool building. I don't know how those guys got
1: because you know, Crawfordville's half an hour away. Yeah. I don't know how they got part of our little Lafayette family, mm. but I love it because they yeah. make great beer. Well, it's good. And uh, Josh good. is a super super cool guy. Nice. Yeah. When uh, you're the one that brought up the whole incident at Taze with Jason's fingers. Um, <laughs> But I'm not actually know if I've talked about this not, on this show. Not, not
0: on the podcast,
1: I didn't. Um, no, you did not. But um, I, I hope he's doing well. Um,
0: and yeah, I, I'll just bring it up very
1: quick. I won't go into the full details. We'll save that for another time. Okay. But uh, our brewer smashed his fingers in, in the middle of a brew. Um, so they called me, who's brewed a couple times. They called uh, the guy from Blickman, because mm-hmm. Blickman has, they're very hands-on. Yeah. Called them. Then they called Corey from Brokerage, and they called Josh from, back, from Backstep. Everybody came together. Everyone just came together and finished that beer. We actually just put that beer um, on tap today. It's an IPA. Nice. They're calling it Pinky and the Grain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See? There you so go, man. good. Oh, there my you God. Go. So good.
1: <laughs> With the, the, the other one that is a little more um, risque,
0: they wanted to call it Just the Tip. Nice, both nice. of which were, were very good. But. I'm glad you didn't go with like Wendy's chili surprise or Ooh. something like that, or yeah, Ooh. something else finger related. No, yeah, no. I think okay. the
1: picture we took to announce it was Jason holding the beer, and you could still see the bandit on his finger. <laughs> I think it, they, when they posted it, they said finger not included or pinky not included oh, you, or something <laughs> like that.
0: It was funny. Well, they, and the and the ward had moved on to the kettle. Uh, you guys were you mashing it out had, at that time? It had and I had, right. yeah,
1: we'd already switched it over and I, he was working assume.
0: on, <laughs> working on cleaning and yeah. that I, I'd worked
1: that night. So after I'd came in and helped a little bit, I went out to to the tap room and told the story to a couple people. And every single person was <laughs> horrified thinking that the pinky had gotten in the beer. I'm uh, like, no, not at that yeah. process. Yep. Guys, nothing to worry yeah, about. The bus left so, the station
0: before yeah. that happened. So it, yeah, I totally cool. I, well, yeah, I'm. I'm glad he's he's doing well, feeling better. He sure uh, is. He's yeah. had such a good attitude about it. For you know, having your fingers
1: smashed in, he yeah. was so sad too. Like when I was, he's like, he's like, I'm helping him brew, and he'll say something like, "Like Nick, can can you do this? I can't do." this. I'm like, "It's okay, man. You smashed your fingers, like you right. just, you know, don't don't you worry about it.
0: That's it something. happens. It
1: happens. So, yeah." Well, man, we, we smashed through all these beers, um, and I think it's about time we, we get to the bar and start smashing some more. We're getting ready to do some Harry Potter trivia.
2: Woo! Um, this is the first,
1: this is pretty much the first themed night.
2: Yeah, it's been pretty general.
1: We did general, and then we did, like, movies and music, and tonight's Harry Potter, and Casey and I really want to get somebody else to take over hosting so that we can whoop everyone's ass at some Game of Thrones trivia, so. Yeah, for sure. Ooh. That's going to come. That's going to come. Sounds good. Well, thanks, Neil, hey, for yeah uh, for coming down. Do um, you want to do a a real quick plug for the, uh, the Brewed in the Fort? Yes, I would. Because yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun, and I know
0: I'm going to be there. Yeah. And I'm sure once Casey hears about it, he's going to want to go, too. Sounds good. Um, yeah, so Matt Anthony Brewing, uh, come find us uh, all over Lafayette. Uh, but, of course, uh, here at uh, Market, uh, the Market here. Market Square Lanes. Market North Square End Lanes. Pop. Yes. There's lots All of names. Things. It's hard to keep up. I'm a few we beers. We changed our name few. like
2: a month ago. Okay, so.
0: I'm a few beers in. That's my, my <laughs> real problem. Um, but, yeah, I'm actually, uh, we'll be uh, back here in Lafayette for beers across the Wabash. Uh, we will be at the Indy uh, Brewer's Guild Festival uh, this summer at Military Park. I believe that's July 28th, right around there. And then beers across the Wabash, August 25th, mm-hmm. uh, right around there and uh then yeah if you're in the four way area come up and see us for uh the matt anthony sponsored uh brewed in the fort which has been uh this is our 20th year this year uh 60 all indiana breweries live music food trucks uh the brewers we take them uh golfing we beat them up we uh force feed them beer uh just like those uh those delicious cows mm. uh yep uh for uh whatever what, what am i talking about the Japanese. Uh, cows yes oh shit yeah beer and massage is what happens uh so they're nice and relaxed and uh they're having a good time uh before you uh taste all their delicious beers uh and that is uh i think yeah 35 bucks uh to try 60 different breweries bring in four to five beers each i mean it's just way too good of a time at headwaters park in fort wayne september 8th saturday september 8th uh find out more information at brewedintheford.com uh tickets are on sale now. Uh and thank you very much for having me here. Um having all my beers and drinking them all with me and, and uh yeah, we should do this again sometime. Um and uh yeah, I know we were we we're talking, joking. Uh we do a little uh, brewers versus uh Uh, Lafayette uh, local uh, bowling tournament or something like that with local beer I think that'd be really fun
1: this guy comes up has come up with a lot of good ideas and and I'm (laughs) kind of the same way when I when I have when I'm a couple deep I just start spitballing yeah you know so we're working on some fun ideas and um and I'm excited for our next Matt Anthony adventure I'm sad that I didn't make it up there when I when I made my trip last week, but, uh, I'm glad that you made it here well, yeah, man. and I will certainly be up that way soon to check it out.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much guys. Appreciate
1: Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening on another episode of Breeze with dudes. We'll see you next time. Cheers.